0: To the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at HuntleyBaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. So Jesus said in John 17:18: As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. I think one of the most uh, moving things in our time of running kids' camps at Narrows Park in the 2000s was the year that we set up a prayer wall. During the camp, we encouraged the kids to, to place small, anonymous little pieces of paper notes on the wall in a, in a small room that had been decorated for that purpose. And, and we promised to pray into their requests after camp. These are like 10 to 12, 13-year-olds. And when camp was over and it was uh, time for the kids all to go, uh, we brought these prayers in, and and it nearly brought us to tears as we read them through. And uh, here's a sample of what they prayed. And they weren't named, but we just could pray for whoever that was. Uh, Lord, please help mum and dad to stop arguing and get along. Lord, help me with my nightmares. Please, God, bring my dad back home for Christmas. Lord, stop mummy's boyfriend from hurting me. And Lord, please give me one friend. And these precious pieces of paper uh, brought more tears of joy than sadness. And that's the reward of disciple-making. I once heard this statement I fell in love with my youth pastor, and then I fell in love with his Lord. Not sure if it was true or made up. Um, I heard it at a conference. But when I first heard this, I questioned its validity and the theology behind it. But over time, however, I've come to realize uh, that the importance of giving up time and being vulnerable— along with respectful boundaries, in order to make disciples. I'm sure there are some here that have known that kind of support from a mentor, a friend, or a spiritual leader. There's always a risk, isn't there, in allowing people to get close. But in light of Jesus' prayer for his disciples, that we're going to read in a few moments, The joy of allowing someone in outweighs the risk or the pain of being hurt. In today's prayer of Jesus, we gain a very clear picture of Jesus' why. The prayer begins with purpose, and then very quickly, uh, it turns to his relationship with his Father. See, glorifying God uh, was never far from Jesus' lips as we heard last week from Jeremy. One thing we're learning about prayer in this series is that praying aloud reveals a lot about what's going on in the heart of the prayer. The second thing is that some of Jesus' prayers didn't need to be very long to be full of power and meaning. Just short, two words, four words. Today, perhaps the greatest takeaway from today's prayer is that prayer is most effective when it flows out of relationship. Today's prayer is longer and is known as the high priestly prayer of Jesus or his farewell prayer. It combines intimacy with the Father with loving purpose for Jesus' closest followers, his disciples. So I've called this message The Ultimate Why, and today as we continue in this series called The Prayers of Jesus, my hope is that we discover the why, his why, and in the process perhaps we discover our own why. We may, uh, we may also find that he, that he prays like a thousand times more over us than we ever do For others. So we're going to turn to John 17, and that's our the start of our high priestly prayer of Jesus. John 17 verses 1 to 5. We're going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to ask some people to come forward and speak this these first five verses out in their own kind of language, their their I guess their uh, their original language. Is that right? Yeah. Mother tongue, thank you. Yes, yeah, so we're going to ask Charlize and Juliet and Teresa to come forward. And if I'd known uh, Sarah was going to be here today, she perhaps could have said it in Bangla. Would, would you like to? <laughs> You'd have to Google it on your phone, wouldn't you? But anyway, let's start with Charlize doing, uh, speaking in Afrikaans
1: nadat Jezus dit gesê het, het hy na die hemel toe opgekyk en gesê, Vader, die tyd het gekom, verheerlik jy sien, so dat die sien jy kan verheerlik. Jy het hom immers die volmacht oor die hele mens omgegee, om aan amal wat jy, wat jy hom gegee het, die eeuwige lewe te gee. En dit is die eeuwige lewe, dat hulle ik ken, die enigste wa, ware God, en Jezus Christus, wat dier jy gestuur is. Ek het U op die aarde verheerlik deur die werk te volbring wat U my gegee het om te doen. Verheerlik U my nou ook by U Vader met die heerlikheid wat ek by U gehad het voordat die wêreld bestaan het. Toled. Après que Jésus a dit cela, il lève les yeux vers le ciel et il prie. Père, le moment est arrivé. Donne de la gloire à ton fils pour que ton fils te donne de la gloire. Tu lui a donné le pouvoir sur tous les êtres humains alors il donnera la vie pour toujours à tous ceux que tu lui as donné et la vie pour toujours c'est te connaître toi le seul vrai dieu et connaître celui que tu as envoye jesus jésus-christ je t'ai donné de la gloire sur la terre et j'ai fini tout ce que tu m'as donné à faire maintenant père donne-moi cette gloire que j'avais auprès de toi avant que le monde existe
0: so beautiful. Have we got the scripture we could put up there, Samuel? Yep. Just so while we have it in Te Reo.
1: Oni te kai ma fitu rima ka kore rotea inaimea e ihu naka anga aka ake akeona ka nohikiterangi ka mea e pa ko taia te haura. Whakakororia tia taitama kia whakakororia tia aea anō hoki kue e taitama. Kua tukua mai nei hoki e kue ki aea, ngā tikanga mō ngā kikokiko kiko katoa, kia hoatū e ia te ora tonu ki te honga katoa kua ho mai nei e koe ki aea. Ko te ora tonu hoki tēnei kia māteirātou ki a koe, ko kue ana kē te atua pono, Kia ihukraite anohoki i tonua, mai nei e koe. Kua whakakororia te a koe e ahau i ronga i te whenua, kā oti e te mahi i homa e koe, kia mahia e ahau. Nā kia whai kororia a hau, aia nei i a ake, e pā hei te kororia i e whiwhiai a i a koe i mua atu o te ao.
0: Wow, haven't we got a rich sense of language here this morning? Did you want to say it in Bangla? No, not ready. Sorry about that. So uh, let's just go over what we've done in English. Jesus spoke these things, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Even as you gave him authority over all flesh that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Amen. In verse 3, Jesus said aloud, for our benefit and all of history, that having shown what the Father is like, he had accomplished his work. Jesus knew when to begin. When to dig deep and, and keep going, And he knew when it had finished. Jesus said, "My father is working until now, and I, I myself am working in John uh, five oh, sorry, four verse 34, sorry. He said, "My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work." Right at the beginning of John there, he's saying, "My food is to do the work." to accomplish the work. Then in John 5, 17, Jesus says, my father is working until now and I myself am working. He knows he's got to keep going. And finally, in today's reading, he says, I glorified brackets, past tense, my words, you on earth. I have glorified you on earth, having accomplished or completed the work which you've given me to do. So Jesus works. He works. He still works. He has a mandate. He has an end goal, and he has a purpose. He knew when to start, when to keep going, and when to finish on earth. Do we know ours today? Jesus mentions the Father in all three statements we've just read. His work is deeply rooted in relationship. And he knows the start, the middle, and the end. And, you know, I've kind of had this um, personality that's always tried to nail stuff, um, but it's actually quite liberating that we only need to be faithful, not successful. We just need to be faithful, not successful. We need to be in close relationship with Jesus' Spirit within us to know our plan, plan to know where we're supposed to be, how we're tracking, and when it comes to an end. These key verses running through John's gospel, they tell us when, what, and how to serve God. But our spoiler alert, we've already put on the front of your bulletin, our key verse on the newsletter tells us why. Can we put that back up there, guys? That's the John 17:18. That's it. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. This is Jesus' why. We are his why. We, his disciples, are Jesus' why. And first it was just 12 guys. Then it included women. Then 500 who saw him resurrected. And now we're a team of 1.5 billion, maybe 2 billion, who call him Lord. Lord. That's a pretty big why. Amen? Amen. Jesus knew that if the religious leaders of the day around him didn't understand him, the world beyond Jerusalem would really struggle. He knew the only way to achieve this great why he came for was to leave behind on-fire disciples schooled in the ministry school of hard knocks. These men and then women would ultimately live, breathe, and die for this upside-down kingdom of God that Jesus had lived out before their eyes. Modeling how to know God's will as he did was the only way that these ordinary guys and girls would become extraordinary. And only with supernatural power would they ever survive in a hostile world of persecution. Three years of close-knit connection with the creator of the world had ruined these guys for the ordinary. But they still lacked power to overcome the world. That was yet to come. But this reading before the cross, ahead of the cross, Jesus had to sort something else out first. And it was the citizenship issue. So have we got that verse, verse John 14? He prays to the Father, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. In verse 16, Jesus repeats pretty much what verse 14 says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So Jesus is seeing seeing in this saying here that you need to know where you're of. You are not of this world. You belong somewhere else where I am. In Philippians 3 verse 20, Paul backs this up. Paul, who violently opposed Christ at first before his conversion, says to the Philippians, for our citizenship is in heaven. From which we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't Jesus waiting for us to arrive in his wonderful kingdom, which is our hope, our ultimate home? Yes, it's both. But in every generation, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Urgency to reach the lost who might miss out if we don't tell them. While we eagerly, we eagerly await the return of Christ. We wait for him by waiting on him. Did you catch that? We wait for him by waiting on him. We serve him. We wait on him. We bring others to him. And that is the sense of urgency we need in order to see him face-to-face one day. We know we're not there yet, but we're still to be in the world. Not of the world. In it, but not of it. What does being in the world mean? We're going to unpack that in a few moments. During the week, we were challenged um, at our regional hui. A few of us went to. Uh, The Baptists have a regional hui, and then they have a national hui in November. We went to the uh, one at Matamata this week. And uh, we were encouraged and challenged at that hui to support and pray for the work of Aratahi, the new branding for BMF, which stands for um, Baptist Mission Fellowship. And after some 140-odd years of mission effort in Bangladesh... New Zealand Baptists are putting resources towards a new strong initiative and partnership work with our own tangata whenua. And at the heart of all of this is the great commission of Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all men. And it was really challenging to know that um, despite all of the years in Bangladesh, out of their 169.5 million people, I had no idea. It was so many people. About 3% claimed to be Christian. And, you know, it would be easy to get discouraged. Only 0.3%. But 0.3% is still around about five, six, seven hundred thousand 700,000 people who would not have heard the gospel. Would not have had gospel renewal or even have heard of Jesus if it had not been for some form of mission effort. So the gospel is now growing in the West, sorry, in the third world, much more than it is in the West. The gospel is really growing where these seeds have so faithfully and with such sacrifice been planted. Jesus is still reaching the world through on-fire disciples, trained in the school of hard knocks, filled with his power. So what does that look like here in Rahui Pukeko, Huntley? Or your workplace this week? It means, there's a few lists on the overhead here. Number one, it means no judgment. In our workplace, no judgment. Leave that to God. Number two, pointing out how bad the world is does not win people over who are living under a different banner or value system. Just pointing to the negative. Number three, we need to live a better story. We need to have a better story. We need to to tell a better story. And encourage unity. Next one, we need to start God conversations that invoke others to really rethink the world's lies and consider change. And finally, number five, we need to be there for them, to listen to them, and to be there for them in their darkest hour, darkest moments, and offer to pray. I don't think I've ever had a non-believer turn down prayer. Imagine having a prayer wall for adults at work. (laughs) Maybe we should start it. (laughs) We do. There's a prayer request and answer section down on the back wall. The fuel for the journey is still knowing the will of God, as Jesus did. He just knew his Father's heart. He knew his Father's will. He knew when it started. He knew when to keep going in the middle. He knew when it was about to end here on earth. Brought about by prayer-filled relationship. It's prayer-filled relationship with Father God that is the fuel for the journey. That quiet place, getting away with God, waiting on Him and waiting for Him. We are still Jesus, why we are still the reason He came. He came that we might have life. Amen. He came to defeat the works of the enemy, but mostly He came that we might be sent out as He was sent out. As you send me into the world, I have also sent Him, you, them into the world. Is Jesus' own words. How do you? F- well, how did you feel? How did you feel not understanding? the readings in another language this morning. What did you feel in that moment? Maybe that's how our unsaved friends feel around us. To them, church is just a whole new language. We've got to break it down. It's up to us to go into the world with a message. Others can understand. It has to be at the right level the right moment, with the right spirit, with the right heart, with love and down-to-earth language. But the greatest word of all, the greatest word of all is actually our life, who we are, just being with people and how we live. Jesus' prayer in John 17 was that we would reflect him. As we seek to make disciples, just as he reflects the Father, all praise to our wonderful Savior for still being a disciple maker and for choosing us as his ultimate why. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. You've planned and purposed every move for us. You've Your will for us is is good. Your plans are great. But we sometimes run, run the other direction like old Jonah. So, Lord, we just pray we would come to that place again where we just want to be Jesus to those around us. Tell of your works. Tell the story, your story in us in a language that can be understood. We just pray we'd make disciples by just who we are. And we would just show your love to the needy and those who are open. We pray for open hearts, Lord. We pray opening openings in our community. We pray for for a, a direction um, towards you and that the society would not just make more and more rules that lead us away from you. Lord, we pray for humble hearts have known tragedy that would be open to you. And we just pray, Lord, that you would uh, not allow bad things to create bitterness in people's hearts. We just pray that we'd have the authority and the the, um, courage, Lord, to speak up when it matters. Help us in all of this, Lord, and we just pray, Lord, today for salvation over our town. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening.